0: Hi, I'm Sherilyn Fenn. Hello, this is Christabel. Hello, this is Michael Horse. I'm Amy Shields. I'm Mark Frost. Hi, I'm Kimmy Robertson. Hey, Ben, this is David Duchovny.
1: We have a beautiful, beautiful book, Twin Peaks Wrapped. the Book. You can get it at bluerosemag.com. Supplies are limited. Uh, get this bad boy while it's hot. want to say we're under the 300 mark for these books. Yes. And then yes. once they're gone, they are gone. Our thinking
2: would be that the book would be gone by the end of the year. I mean, I don't even know if it's going to last that long. But the idea was that, hey, this is the 30th anniversary. Like, wouldn't it be cool just to have a book that could be available to really diehard Twin Peaks fans?
0: Thank you for your interest and for your enthusiasm and and keeping Twin Peaks alive. i got got idea, man, you took me for a walk.
1: And welcome to this week's edition of Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Brian Kosowski, and beside me, as always, Ben Durant. Ben Durant, <laughs> he beat yes. me to it.
2: All right, we got a new another episode of Twin Peaks here, episode 13. Yes. Written by Harley Payton and Robert Angles, directed by Leslie Linka, Linka Glatter, and it aired on November 3rd, 1993. 93, yeah, right. <laughs> Not, wow! They canceled the they show. They canceled. Came back. Nineteen ninety. <laughs> yeah. The rating was seven point six, and it placed seventy two uh, for the week. Wow. I think it was seventy five the week uh, the week last week. So it's a little
1: better. <laughs> a little Wait, better. it went from seventy one to seventy no, five.
2: I think it was seventy five, and this this week here
1: is seventy two. It's at seventy two. Yeah. Oh. Still
2: not wonderful, but uh.
1: Yeah. Wait. what What was the rating again? I'm sorry. 7. 6. seven point And it's around the same it was. So basically. Didn't really move. We're no. kind of at the same spot it was last right. week. Okay, um, so now where well, we last left off. We last left. off. Oh, do, you, do you want to tell a story? Yeah, I a have a little story. Uh, all right. So I watched uh, before on vacation before I went on vacation. I tried to squeeze in these two episodes of Twin Peaks, and I only made it halfway through this episode. Before I was exhausted, it was like 11 30 at night. I was so We're tired. You're so bored
2: that you just go to sleep. <laughs> yeah.
1: it has nothing to say about the show. It was about me. I, I have a hard time staying up past 10 30 most nights. Um, This was one of those nights. I was so tired. And I was like, I have to watch, rewatch this. I have to rewatch this. And f- because vacation and then trying to catch up on other shows on the DVR or whatever, whatever, things got in my way. So, Last last night, I didn't have a chance to re-watch this episode. And I was like, well, we're doing, we're going to record this tomorrow. <laughs> I need to watch it. What am I going to do? Yes. You, you know what I did, Ben? What did you end up doing? Because this podcast means so much to me. I <laughs> went home my lunch break. Oh, wow. I went, 15 minute drive, 10 minute drive. Not that bad. Drove home my lunch break, made myself lunch, and I watched this episode. That's awesome. At, on my lunch break. Yeah. And took my time, and I went back. I was a little; it was a bit longer lunch
2: than normal. Let's <laughs> we'll see; it's, it's at least. So when we do the math, it's about forty-eight minute long. And you maybe you stopped every once in a while to take notes. Maybe or would you? Have, would I you just write it? notes as it's going. As it's going okay, and then you said ten fifteen minutes to get there. So you may have taken an hour and a half lunch. Yeah, hour and a half lunch. <laughs> yeah.
1: Luckily, nobody said anything. Nobody <laughs> cared. Um, when I got back, the office was someone else was on lunch, so nobody even knew I was gone. There you that go. Long. That's a- yeah. <laughs> so. I basically watched this episode today on the lunch break and I rewatched the beginning part. So I didn't really focus on the note taking. So I kind of just enjoyed it and I kind of like that because I'm always, my eyes have to move away from the screen and I kind of, sometimes I miss things. I have to rewind it. But this episode is an awesome episode. Yeah. Um, Also because now that I know I'm one episode away of who the killer is and if you listen to last week's show i whispered at the very end who i thought the killer i
2: took my headphones off and i look, looked away from you and i did not <laughs> you do not know no. what i said and i do not know what you know <laughs> yeah right the yeah. Killer,
1: yeah 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 um am i wrong am i right i don't know and this episode confirms that i still think it's the same person okay but i'm still not gonna say it to you thank you
2: yeah. <laughs> And what we're talking about doing next week we've never done this before. Yeah. We are gonna next week. Special we, episode. Special episode. We are gonna watch it together, you for the first time, me probably for the hundredth time. Yeah. Watching uh, you know the reveal of who killed Laura Palmer, and it, then right after we watch it, we're gonna we're gonna start the podcast, and we can just go into it. So it might even be a little different structure than we're
1: used yeah, to. Yeah, I think it's gonna yeah. be a
2: little bit more free. Yeah,
1: uh, we're just you, you're gonna have your notes as always. Always,
2: I still have my notes, which yeah. is
1: uh, the interesting tidbits. But I think yeah, like we're we're literally we we could even record. Like when we get to that point, you might even hear my reaction.
2: Yeah, we might do that. We might have some fun with it and maybe edit in some of your reactions. Yeah, yeah. And and you're like, no way! (laughs) You know, I hope when you find out, it was Shelly the Waitress. It was, oh, it was all that would break, along that it was would a, break my heart. It was a Saturday Night Live skit yes, that, uh, yeah. that uh, uh, Kyle McLaughlin was on, and, and he tells the audience uh, it was yeah, Shelly the Waitress. It was always Shelly. Yeah. Oh, I would not like and that. Then, yeah. um, and then a fake David Lynch says, uh, it's like, what, you've ruined the whole yeah.
1: show. <laughs> How dare you? You're fired. Yes. Um, But this episode was really cool. Um, For me right now, I think this was a really, like, Maybe one of the better episodes of the season so far. Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of uh, things happening in it. So. When we last left off. Yeah, yeah. We
2: had, we're at Harold Smith's uh, uh, place and uh, he's got uh, some garden tool and he's gonna, and uh, he's got Donna and, and Maddie, Matt, Maddie and them were trying to, st- Maddie and Donna were trying to steal the secret diary of Laura Palmer. Yeah. And uh, Harold catches them, and instead of attacking them, he attacks himself. He basically, you know, scratches his face up.
1: Yes, and he scratches his face up, and his scream and everything reminds me of Bob. And you said a lot of people thought that too. Yeah,
2: there was definitely some people out there. I, th- I think of like the people from uh, Wrapped in Plastic there. Uh, yeah, John
1: and, and it, like I feel like w- w- is he a conduit of Bob? Is Bob going to him too?
2: I think that's a great theory, and I'd love to talk to you about that sometime. I yeah, think that's I, a really, yeah, I think that's an interesting theory. Yeah, so, yeah,
1: because it seems like there's a lot of these crazy, uh, these conduits of people that take in. Other and that's people. what I think this
2: episode really talks about. That and you know, did you did you, did you do did you? Do the, did you oh, did you, that's did, what I forgot. You know, the log lady did you? Yes, did you, you have some information. Yes.
1: Before we hop into this this episode, um, I want to say I did this is the episode I get back into the log lady because I watched it on the Blu-ray. She says i'm paraphrasing obviously i didn't write everything she said but not being ourselves and using alcohol or drugs to escape to be someone else but that she also says that's not a solution that's only like a band-aid mm. you'll always go back to being who you are and that's just a temporary fix what fascinating and it's almost masks masking yourself to be someone else yeah that's not always the solution the truth will come out, uh, you know. How do you? Fi- and then she says at the very end, "The answer is in the question." Hmm. Something like that. She goes, "the you know, the the, 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 qu- the question is how do you do this, but the answer is inside the question." Yeah. So is the answer inside very yourself?
2: Much, right. Isn't and that then cool? we're gonna
1: get into what I think this all means. I'll talk about the very end of the episode. Okay. That's cool. Because I have a theory. Yeah. Yeah. About yeah. that. Excellent. So that was a log lady, and it makes me want to go back and watch the last two log- last log ladies that I missed. And
2: I still say that we 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 gotta find a way to like have it. like here's what I'd like to do: either either we maybe when we're done with the, we're done going through the whole Twin Peaks series, we we either do one yeah. show where we where we we actually hear the sound, uh, the audio like sound bites of the odd. Aud- we pick of, it apart, maybe. And we pick it apart, so we we let it play for the audience, and then we get to hear it, and then we can kind of discuss it. I don't know if it's better to do one every episode or if we want to do a whole episode just on. I mean, the thing is, it's like 30. That's it's a like, lot. That's a lot to do in one episode. Yeah. So, I, but we'll, we'll, like, you know, write to us and let us know what you think. You know, yeah. message yeah. us. Let us know if, if you think this would be a good discussion Maybe we
1: can do the – the- the ones that she does the you know that the major episodes yeah we don't even have I to. I mean do be all of them.
2: I don't know if I've I've listened to all of them even though because I mean again because when the, when the show originally aired there was no log lady intros it wasn't until ninety three yeah. when Bravo got to the rights to air Twin Peaks that they asked David Lynch if he would a, to do something like this and so yeah, yeah. so yeah so it'd be so that'd be cool so we ha- we're back at Harold Smith's and. Uh, and, uh, you know, it looks like James to the re- comes to the rescue. And he's the hawk yes. of, of the teenagers. He comes and saves them and gets them out of the house.
1: How convenient. Yes. Everybody has to have well, a again, Well,
2: again, James, James was at the diner, and he, he must have followed uh, Maddie when she got her of coffee. Of course. And, yeah. He loves her.
1: <laughs> or he loves Laura Palmer.
2: Want to play some audio? Just yeah. So we- you are unclean.
1: So, yeah, some crazy talk there. Yeah.
2: You are- Contaminate me. I'll give it to me. <laughs> and James took the rescue and he drops the book, but Donna picks it up. Oh, he got it. But he, he gets it. it. He, he keeps it, so she wasn't able to get it. So that whole thing was a waste.
1: Yeah. That's. It. Yeah, it was all a waste because, yeah, nobody got it. Right. But I also feel like Donna realizes that, yeah, oh, yeah. They're like it's sort of like she went back to James into his arms. Yeah, and like, they oh, kind of like, reconnected yeah. through
2: this. This, uh, I mean, uh, maybe she went. She almost like went too far to the dark side. Like mm-hmm. you know, she. I think for a while she was trying to be Laura, and and she. I think she she, she was doing things she wouldn't usually do, and yeah. then like maybe she kind of she kind of stepped. You know, too she went far. too far, too far, and then Harold is a. Uh, I don't know. Is he gassing or no? Oh, he's he's, a... he's like
1: a Batman villain yeah. and I think he's gonna turn to poison <laughs> Ivy at this point. Oh man. Like he's he's spraying like it, it looks like the stuff you kill oh, bugs my, bug with. killer, bug right? Bug killer yeah. and yeah. he's inhaling it and now he's turning crazy. <laughs> so he's gonna turn into a super villain. Oh I don't think that I think you're watching a different <laughs> show. Um Yes. Also about this episode, I like how they did the intro. They break away to give you that cliffhanger. Then they go back to more credits. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that, too. They didn't do that before. And David Lynch, and I see his name. I'm like, we're in for a treat. We're we in are for in for
2: a treat. We're, and he's not directing this episode, but he is in, in it. The,
1: yes, and I love his character. It is awesome. I do, too. Yep. Gordon see, Cole. Go, and yep. we see an
2: owl. We're in the woods, and there's an owl. And then we're at the, um, the book house. I think that's where the, they're, they're all hanging out, at the book house. It's funny. It's just a little house. With a bunch of motorcycles? Yeah. But
1: I don't see anybody riding a motorcycle other than Leo. No, James. James. And then there's, I think, a guy named Joel at the pilot. Oh, Hawk, I think, rides one. Does he? Well, you know, he
2: gets a high five to another biker. Yeah, i never seen, I, I don't know if I've ever seen Hawk ever. And there's run.
1: bikers in front of that. Most
2: of the bikers, I, I think the bikers are part of the bookhouse boys. Yeah. Said,
1: but, yeah. Okay. So yeah. this all, we, we figured so out. So Cooper
2: has brought Audrey there, and he's checking on her. and Oh, uh, he
1: sees the heroin lines yeah. in her arm. Yeah. And, you know, she wakes up and she's like, well, she's kind of waking up. She's like, daddy, daddy, you know. Right. um, And it's almost like. Can you see me? Yeah. I almost feel like is she she kind of reenacting the scene when she was hiding from her dad with the mask on? And he's trying to like seduce her, thinking she was a new woman.
2: I—it's funny. I actually was thinking that she was she was thinking of herself as a child, like she's trying to look at her as a. Uh, oh. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe but, I'm looking the into theory. it wrong. But but I mean, I think it's a combination of she knows that he was there yeah. and stuff. But that but it's
1: like, do you see me? Do you know I'm here? Yeah. And, but he's not. Yeah. I mean, either way works. Um. But she's just kind of going through the motions of. And Cooper knows something's up. Right. You know? Um, he definitely knows there there is problems. Because you're not
2: with it. She's just out of it right now. And yeah. She's just talking nonsense almost. But then she, they look into each other's eyes. And it's like, I love you. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. They do not. <laughs> I, but she did say, I prayed that you'd come. And she, she did have her whole prayer about Yeah, but I think it's we, almost yeah, like yeah, yeah.
1: I, I get the father complex because her father is never there for her.
2: He you know, you really know, that, doesn't no, that, care about right. her. That's a fair argument. There's times that there's signs where he cares, but he cares more about, about business yeah, and money. Money. It seems, he,
1: yeah. So, um, I, I don't really know. I mean, other than the fact that Maddie and James are talking, not much happens here. I don't think.
2: No. So yeah, I mean, they kind of they kind of go over not Maddie, uh, Donna. Yeah.
1: They kind of go over what we already talked about, but yeah, James and Donna uh, reconnect. Um oh, this is what I said. Okay, Ben seems like he's been playing everybody. We talked about that last episode, right? Um from the get go. Um from everything from the mill being burnt down to controlling everybody to get Cooper, it seems like he wanted Cooper out because maybe Cooper's getting too close to different things and the sawmill and everything, and his plans would collapse. So I figure I figure that's why he wanted Cooper out of the picture but obviously Cooper he gets out um, and then
2: back at at, uh, at Truman's uh, office they they, yeah. they uh, Truman figures out that Jean R- Renault yep. cuz he saw he did see uh, Jean Jean Renault uh, kill Blackie and stuff so he, yeah. he 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 has a mugshot of of him and says I I saw him That's there him. and stuff yeah. yeah and
1: they're kind of on to Ben's plan and then and then Cooper does something interesting um, he stands up, and he's like, "We come to find out that Cooper hurt another person because of his work, yeah, because of his worth ethic, and him getting out of his jurisdiction. Dur- another, I can't speak. Well, maybe
2: we should, If I can get, if I can cue it up, we could try to, we could try to play that. But yeah, I'm a little. I'm a little bit. Uh, well, we'll get back to that. So, I mean, I while, while we're waiting for that setup, I'll just say that yeah, this episode, and and we'll go later on. Yeah. We definitely we get to have some backstory on, on Cooper. That there, there is definitely, I mean, and, and when his supervisor Gordon Cole comes in, they'll give a little more. Yeah, too, but... even
1: more. And I feel like, was it this partner that we we're talking about? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It'll get into the whole partner thing. But... All right, we can get some audio. It's a little early, but why not? This is it went out of my jurisdiction
0: twice. I violated my professional code, and now Audrey is paying the price. You got her back, and she's going to be OK. Mary, this isn't the first time my actions have brought suffering to someone I care about in the name of doing what I had to do. Damn it, I should have known better. Well, that doesn't change the fact that she's here now, not up at Jack's with a needle in her
1: Out. Like it kind of made me think, I'm like, ooh, so we get to hear what happened to his partner. Is yeah, that, is he talking about his partner? Is he talking I about mean, someone he else? He's
2: definitely talking, right? So, I mean, there's definitely some we're gonna get start getting some backstory about him and some things that it seems like he's messed up in the past and he feels like he's I think he's worried about whether he'd mess up again. And yeah, and yeah. you now he's kind of saying, like, he has this whole code of honor, this ethics and the way he's doing it and he kind of he broke the rule twice where he originally went to uh, to stake out uh, Jacques Renault yeah. when they went to one eye jacks and then he did it again as uh you know, to save Audrey, but he kinda feels like okay, am I if I'm breaking this I I had I had a professor who wants you to say you have to break the law to save the law and so or the law. So like in a way he felt like he had to break the rules to be able to yeah. to, to save Audrey. But by doing that is he really causing more problems, problems. And, 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 But
1: you I mean he saved her. So I right. mean and that's what Harry
2: has to say. He's like you're the best man ever. I mean yeah. like why don't be so hard on yourself.
1: Yeah but. he's taken it too personally. But maybe because of his backstory, which we're unraveling, that's yeah. why Right. And even he doesn't know his backstory. Cooper's not really one to just tell his past. You know, yeah, he doesn't and, talk about himself. And, and
2: he, he said to Audrey in the first season that, like, he has no secrets. And I think this is where we start realizing there was, I mean, when, when he saw her, you know, when 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 she was naked in his bed mm. and she says, oh, do you have any secrets? And he says, no, I don't have any. And it's like, well, he does have some secrets. Or maybe he's not calling it secrets, but he's yeah. got a back story that, you know, he hasn't really shared with people He's before.
1: not going to tell Audrey. No,
2: because <laughs> she's only 18. She's 18 and she's naked in his bed. Oh, there you go. So uh, Cooper
1: brings back the money to... Uh, this, oh, this is another thing. Father of the Year Award does not go to Ben Horn <laughs> because the fact that Cooper says to Ben and says, hey, you no, know, uh, he goes, your daughter, I got her. She's recovering. And he says, well, can I see her? And he goes, no, it's best that you don't. You can see her tomorrow when she's not out of it. He doesn't argue. He looks at the money. Right. He's like, yeah, okay, uh, I, I, I take your word <laughs> for it. I got the money. like He doesn't say... No, I want to see my daughter. And Cooper's
2: like, you know, she is recovering from a drug overdose or or heroin. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's just like,
1: oh, well, I got my money. I don't (laughs) care. Like, you think he would be like, screw you, Cooper. That's my daughter. I miss her. I will see her. But he does not argue with him at all. And I'm like, that's just a sign that he just doesn't care. He just is happy. First of all, he's shocked to see Cooper alive. Yes. He, he's trying to vet him, like, to tell him what happened without sounding suspicious. He's like, so what happened? And, well, you know, who was there? And he goes like, well, this guy. Did you get him? No, he got away. Well... Oh, too bad. Like, ha, ha, ha. Sure. Like, evil villain. He's twirling his mustache. Like, <laughs> I can't believe that happened.
2: I love that he gives him a hug, though, too. Like, he hugs him and be like, thank it, you and stuff. And yeah. It's more of like a politician. Like, he gives the handshake and the hug, and it's like, this is what I am spo- I should be doing, so I'm going to do this.
1: And then when they hug, you know, their faces, when they hug, the look on Cooper's face and his face don't match that hug either. Hmm. Um, and I always think of a quote. Um, I, I'm probably gonna say it wrong, from Doctor Who, when he's like, he's like, when people hug, they're really hiding what they're feeling on their face, and I always think about that That's when awesome. I watch show now. That's awesome. Because when people hug, half the time, they are hiding what they're feeling on their right. face, yeah. and that was that scene, I was like, it's so true, their, their looks on their faces were not reflective of what was right. going on there.
2: I don't think either one were happy
1: to see each no, other. No, no. Uh, oh, and then oh, okay, so we're we're jumping from. We're that. now at the at, the, at Leo's Leo, house and Shelley's. Yeah, it's Mr. Lipton from Seinfeld. That's Elaine's boss.
2: I didn't even recognize That's him. That's wow. Mr.
1: Lipton, ah. uh, Elaine's boss, who he, she has to buy socks for, and he, you know, she can't go to the game because he's she's got to buy him like fifty co- things of socks. That's funny. One of my favorite episodes, and he's an awesome. He's another Seinfeld character that yeah. we've seen multiple. Of right, we've on said, the show. I think we've
2: said about how. Uh, Oh, Doctor Hayward has been on Seinfeld. And yeah. Laura Palmer's mom, yep, Sarah Palmer, there right is
1: and then... um, di- um George Costanza's wife's mom, right? Yep. And then, yeah, the father of George Costanza's wife's, um, he's on the show. I, I, I think he's the guy. He's not the percolator guy. No, he's the other guy. We could be here forever. We'll have to talk about that another time. We do another episode. Yeah. I don't think
2: we ever would do a real episode, but we could do an episode
1: <laughs> of <laughs> Seinfeld, Seinfeld episode. Yeah, yeah. But that's Mr. Lipton, and he he's basically giving them the check saying, "Well, $700." Yeah. And they're like well, it's health insurance. You know, everything's going up. This is paying for fees. were supposed they everything. get
2: 5000 a month.
1: 5000 a month would be unheard of. I, yeah, I couldn't right. even imagine. They're... So they're pissed. They're yeah. like, we can't quit our jobs and just live off this money. No. It's still not that bad. One of them could go back to work, which it should be. Uh, It should be Bobby. And, yes. you know, Shelly can just be a stay-at-home mom with. <laughs>
2: Stay home with mom. Leo, the child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> her husband, the child. Yeah, it's still hard to believe that that is her. her it's her husband instead yeah, of I know. Because uh, I mean, yeah. Why is she even with him? But
1: it's so weird. And why do they do everything in front of her husband that's in a coma? Everything they decide to do in life, it's like for some reason he's got to watch them. Yes, it's very awkward. But
2: then, what does he move? He makes noise yes. or? You know, I don't know. He
1: moves. He moves ah. his arm. Um, he moves his eyes, and I put uh, Leo is watching because he, his eyes move, and he he starts to make noises later on. Yeah, like, but it's creepy. So Truman says, I mean Tru-
2: Truman and Donna are talking at the p- police station, and uh, Donna says that that there's a secret diary at Harold's, and uh, letting him know about that.
1: Yeah, Do, uh, well, obviously we don't know. I'm assuming they're gonna get a a warrant and go get it. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know.
2: Right. And I still got to get you that diary. So maybe Yes. I...
1: We're going to have to do we're going to do an episode about the diary. Right. Yes. Which
2: I think by the time you've listened to this uh show we've already done it because uh yeah, we got to do it sooner because it's the 25th anniversary uh Yeah. Uh, the, the September here, so
1: it's Yeah. A, yeah, so you probably hear that around September time. Which you Which was already past. <laughs> Sorry. You we're Yeah. <laughs> It's like some weird time loop. Right, we're in a time continuum. Sometimes we're in the future. Sometimes we're, we're in, in the, the past. past. <laughs> we don't even know where we are half the time.
2: Uh, oh, we gotta go. We should go back just for this, and then I uh, we can talk about it. But uh, David Lynch yes. as Albert.
1: He he he's actually coming in. Not Albert. At,
2: uh, yeah, um, uh, Gordon he's, Cole. He's right.
1: replacing Albert though because he's yeah. like I have Albert's findings. So right. Is it because they didn't they couldn't get the actor to come back?
2: I think you're absolutely right. So uh, the actor was actually doing another TV show, and he he basically said in an interview with one of Wrapped in Plastics uh, magazine interviews that he would come back when he wasn't when he wasn't busy with the other TV show, he oh. would come back. So that I think that's what was happening, and that's a great observation. That that's what I thought. Yeah. And he missed it again.
1: I missed it again. Oh. Oh, this is bring it up.
3: Gordon Cole. That's a real mouthful, but I can't hear myself anyway. <laughs> David Cooper, Lynch! Supervisor.
1: Do you think he wrote all his oh, lines?
3: Me... Can I speak with you a moment? Nah, I don't sure. know. Sure. I don't know. Donna. Wait here. And who did you say you were? I'm Sheriff Truman. Great. Pay dirt. You'll have to speak <laughs> up, Sheriff. Mm-hmm. Hearing's gone. Long story. Got these things cranked up to the max. Are you looking for agent cooper when an agent goes down in the field i jump right up and pay a visit agent cooper's not here right now albert rosenfield will not be coming back but i've got his lab report right here (laughs) item a vicuna coat albert found fibers in the hall outside of cooper's room from a vicuna coat
1: question vicuna coat is that white fur
2: I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if it would Well, I only mentioned that because I
1: just connected something. Not to jump ahead in this episode, but I'm going to. There's a scene where Ben Horn. No, no, not Ben Horn. Leland sits in Ben Horn's office, and he sees a white animal. And he rips the fur out, and he puts it in his pocket. Right. It's not connected. They're not not connected. Is that scene anything then? Yeah, I don't know. Because I was like. How did he do that right but then he says something vacuna cool. right yeah I think it's a it's a different I think it might be a
2: fur but it's not the same it's not the fur it's not the same okay. especially because clearly the findings have already happened so he, unless unless Leland's able to go back in time and then yeah then do it but yeah it's interesting I mean the funny thing is I saw, I was thinking the same thing I was thinking about coats and and that yeah yeah I mean it's weird it's very weird um what I was gonna say so Gordon Cole is Cooper, Cooper's supervisor. The only so in the past, I think it was episode four. We heard him in the spe- in the uh, uh, yeah speaker box, intercom box, intercom yeah, box yeah. and stuff. And you stump me, which I sh- didn't have my notes for this. And you say, <laughs> is that a reference to another movie? And at the time, I was like, oh, it is, but I can't remember. And so I do have that information. Gordon Cole, a name originated from the film Sunset Boulevard. Oh, okay. And uh, it's one of uh, Lynch's favorite films. And actually, uh, Megan512 from Twitter, actually, when she had heard that episode, had reminded me that that's where that reference comes from. Uh, Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I knew it was from a movie, but I couldn't remember what movie it was. The community
1: comes to the rescue.
2: Thank you, Megan. (laughs) (laughs) So that's cool. I love uh, Gordon Cole, uh, David Lynch. I mean, and I know a lot of people are hoping that he'll come back for the new series and stuff. Uh, I mean, you probably don't have to pay him a lot. I mean, he's directing all the episodes. (laughs) he's directing all the episodes anyways maybe he wants a break from directing and just be in this shot or something but, yeah uh, cool awesome but uh yeah
1: i i like and the fact that he yells everything and then cooper shows up and Coop, like he's sitting down and cooper walks in and cooper doesn't even look and he just points and he yeah, knows and he's there
2: it. they they're similar in some ways i think they both have done thumbs up they both look yes. at each other they do they're really awesome like that and uh I was just going to say, what were you going to say?
1: The thumbs up is because he can't hear very well. So the thumbs uh, up is uh, just like, yep, yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, too funny. And so, you
2: know, David Lynch is acting in this episode. and the very next episode, he is directing it. So in some ways, I wonder if he, I mean, he had to be probably hanging around the set to get pre- prepping for his episode. Yeah. So I, I, I think you may have said this. You wondered if he was shaping this. Did he write his own dialogue? But I do wonder if he may have had some influence in shaping this episode. Yeah. Not, to, not to get – Leslie is an amazing director. She's directed other episodes as well, Les, uh, Leslie Linka Glatter. She's done a great job. But I do wonder, to have a director mm. who's always going to be directing the very next episode, I would see, it makes sense to me that he might he might shape it a little bit. I don't have anything yeah. here.
1: I don't think I have anything it in my be. notes. But yeah. I
2: feel like it, it makes sense to me.
1: And you probably kind of like, i got to direct another show. You know, like after being there, he's like, "Oh man, I got the itch again." Well, you
2: know, you and I do video production, so you know that it, it, there's weeks sometimes preparing something. Yeah. So he's here, he's here acting, but he probably when he's done acting, he's probably going over the script for his his episode exactly. and yeah. yeah, getting stuff together. So they found the one arm man. Hawk Hawk did a good job, and he wasn't very far because he was like in the
1: bathroom, and then he took off, and he, <laughs> I don't bathroom. know where he went. Nobody uh, knows where he went. They, they don't even tell you where he went. You I don't are. think they said where they found him. I don't know if they did say where they found him.
2: I so, mean, I don't know if he's running away. I mean, he sells shoes. Maybe he. Maybe they found him at the shoe store. But he was
1: possessed, so he could have been in. I don't know. Yeah, a, he was transfixed. There you go. Um. So, oh, so Audrey, she's not really willing to talk to her dad, and she's I, not happy with I, him. No. I mean, I don't
2: know if she, re- if he realizes what she knows, but
1: I think Audrey, she knows that his her dad's a bad person and her and cooper have a look and a we, look of love a look of love <laughs> a father <we> love. <laughs> so i think cooper's like he even knows that ben's creepy and audrey's like well is it okay if cooper brings me home and he's just like how about all three of us and she's like god like i think she's like i want a moment to right. talk to cooper about what i saw but confess no, her love <laughs> confess her love no no
2: you're right she i mean and yeah i think and that's ben doesn't want that exactly
1: I mean, he's like he's like i think he almost realized she says i saw so much she yeah. says straight to
2: his face and it's like we'll sort this out is what he has yeah, yeah how
1: is he gonna like he's like i can't kill my own daughter but if it comes down to it i think i will <laughs> i really think he would kill her
2: oh man what what is he capable of is that is the question
1: yeah anything Anything yep. at this point, because I think his, um, the 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 bow that he thought he had and everything is slowly unraveling. Yep, is slowly unraveling, and he's trying to keep all those pieces together, and I think he's having a hard time. Right, and I think having her back in the picture really opens everything up because she's the key that could expose everything. Right. Yeah.
2: Where's she been? I missed her. I mean, it's good to have her back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Other than. Being on a TV screen, being kidnapped—it's good to have her back on the show. <laughs> um, now, if I after this scene, we we are we see Josie, we go back to Josie. Um, oh, you know, Nadine stuff. I, I don't know. We don't need to talk about that. We, yeah, we, we, we said get... that last time.
2: But you you brought this up. You you gave a you may gave a spoiler in the last episode. Yes, that... we find out that Josie and her cousin assistant it looks like they had sex together here or something
1: I, you know what though i don't think it was consensual i don't know if it was either i think i think um maybe you know it comes off across that he's threatening her right she doesn't look very happy no not at all and i think it's a power play this guy is very hands, handsy with her yeah it's it's like almost it's very creepy um he's constantly like touching her in a way like he like i'll oh, slit your throat and i think it's a power play and you know maybe these two were an item before yeah, coming here
2: yeah i don't I, know i don't feel like it's a, the, i feel like he's just always had control over her. i yeah. don't know i and I, think I don't he's get the sense her. that they were ever a couple or anything like okay that. Well, yeah yeah I, I, guess think not, that but I
1: don't know i mean but i'm just saying like maybe there was something going on going into this but now she doesn't want like she. She falls in love, you know, with. Yeah, I think she definitely is in it with Truman. Truman, I think, yeah, yeah,
2: I do think she she likes him a lot, and she tries to say to to Jonathan here that she doesn't care about him, but.
1: Yeah, and I think maybe there there like maybe it was a one sided relationship where he liked her, but obviously they just had sex, and I don't think it was consensual. I think he's using it he's using it as power against her, and then on top of it, he's constantly doing this whole like, like. You know, hand on the neck. And it's very creepy. It's very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable to watch, almost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... And he basically gives her an ultimatum, like, we're leaving tonight. Right. And if you don't, you and your your boyfriend are going to die. Yep. Yeah, ultimatum. Now... Plan leaves at midnight. What do you think? They came here. They're going to Hong Kong. And... do, Do you think... She was sent over here to do all this to get the money to go to back to Hong Kong. What do you think the whole game plan was?
2: There's definitely more. There's more to come. There's more to <laughs> come? This is not the end of it. Of oh, the story I, okay. Line. I thought maybe. No, no. There's definitely more to come. I mean. I, I mean, th- yeah, th- this is, again, that could be convoluted, but it, there's definitely more to come, okay. and it will be explained a little bit more. So she doesn't going. leave.
1: She <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> I'm not going to say. I won't, I'll Don't, let you enjoy. it. I'll never tell. I'll never tell.
2: <laughs> so now we're, we're James and Maddie at the lake,
1: and they're hanging out. Yeah, they're at the lake, and basically this conversation kind of goes back to the Log Lady intro. Hmm, really? I, I got to hear this. I, I, I... Well, I, I think the whole – this is just part one of it. There's another part two, but, like – Laura confesses to him that not Laura, I'm sorry. Maddie confesses to him that being Laura, they you know, they growing up together, they had a strong connection. Mm. They always felt like they they read each other's mind. Yeah. And with her dying, she felt she really did become Laura and everybody treated her like Laura and she felt like Laura. Yeah. And I think she almost liked it. Right. You know? In its she probably like
2: the attention, because I don't think she was miss, as popular as Laura was, and probably wasn't really as social, probably as yeah. I, I, at least that's the sense I got.
1: Yeah, stuff. she was like, like you know, a wallflower almost. Yeah. Um, and she she confesses all this to him, and it goes back to the log lady because she's saying you know, alcohol and drugs, and you know, trying to mask yourself and be someone different. So it's almost like Matt. You know, Maddie's coming clean like, yeah, I was masking myself, but this is not going to help me in any way trying to be someone else. And it's not helping you like she realizes it's this is not helping you and your relationship with Donna. Yeah. And me putting on this fake. This falsehood of being someone else is right. I'm just making things worse.
2: I see what you're saying, right? We're saying with the longly intro, it's saying what, what's the inner me, like yeah. who am I really? Yeah, that? that's yeah.
1: that's the answer. Right. The question, the answer is inside the question. Right. So being herself is her own answer to her own question, is not being Laura. Yeah. Like be yourself. She's. She's falling into the role of Laura, and I know we talked about that a couple episodes yeah. and ago. And I think she's basically yeah. saying she needs to leave because Yo, she's yeah. yeah, she's ruining people. she's ruining people. Yeah, and, and,
2: and so the unseen Twin Peaks in the script, uh, there's some dialogue that was taken out, but it, it, you've already kind of said it that that um, she she says that uh, Laura and her it was like her brains were connected. Yeah, and yeah. it seems to imply that they might have even been psychic. And they also even mentioned their our mothers were the same way. And she, what she's saying is, um, wow. her mother is her mother is sister of sarah palmer and stuff so they were sisters and that and she in the script she seems to be saying that they were psychic as well and which is kind of interesting and it kind of goes back, back to yeah. this there might be something more to this
1: family family than, spiritual family yeah. yeah so that that's kind of cool that's cool but uh
2: yeah i like i like that that duality that we're always yep. getting into that you know she, she, she there's maddie and there's laura and I, even though she she never is really laura but it goes back to there's a movie called laura and there's other other movie tie-ins where where we think the person is do- dead but they really turned out to be disguised as or they they mm-hmm. dressed up as somebody else or they really are you know somebody else like so for a while a lot of us thought she could have been Laura and stuff like that that yeah, she was yeah. dressed up as Maddie and stuff so I mean, yeah there's definitely this duality and it's interesting that she's basically saying i, I can't play a part in this anymore it's yeah. time to it's time to you know grow up maybe and and realize that i can't play Laura anymore and but i have she, to be she comes
1: back right She's well,
2: we've talked about that before, right? We t- well, we talked about that she probably comes back. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like I That's mean, just boring. like Josie, yeah. everybody seems to you know come back to the show and stuff. And it's I mean, I will say this is that Lynch and Frost has definitely have always talked about bringing her back for different things and stuff. So okay. it seems like she's definitely always become. More, she's this is not the last we see of this actress and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. As Maddie. Or do you think she plays someone else? <laughs> I'm not going
2: okay, don't don't to okay. say anything. not I don't want to say anything. I want you to enjoy this and uh, see where it goes. All right, all right, all right. I gotcha. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so after this scene, I, I mean, we, we pretty much nailed it on the scene. But um, we we go to Ben Horn's office where Josie wants her money. And Josie's like talking to Ben says, I want my money for this. I need it. I want to get out of here. Um, and they have an interesting dialogue about Ben Horn pulls out this key and says, I got a, I got a safe key that will bury you with the secrets. And then she pulls out an even, it was like a cartoon. She pulls out even a bigger safe key. And she's like, I got, if you, if someone kills me or anything happens to me, it will there's a safe in a different town that will bury you
2: yes this is probably the first time i really see josie uh, that she is scheming like she always comes off as naive and doesn't really know anything but here she's like she's always had a game plan of her own yeah and here's So why don't we bring this up right now here unlocks my personal hotel safe now
0: in that safe i have put together a fascinating dossier on you my dear and your late husband Andrews little boat that went boom so you behave yourself lady or believe me when I say
1: that so she conveniently I has
2: Well, maybe she brought it for this occasion maybe she thought That's this is it this is I mean I have to go leave now if
0: anything unfortunate were to happen to me it would lead authorities
2: to
0: a certain safety deposit. I don't even think I ever noticed it's a
1: bigger key. Place. It's a bigger key. And fact, it's not real because after the scene, she folds it in her hand. Lifetime. It's a paper key.
0: What? Yeah, five. it's
1: not real. It's fake. I mean, it's a fake key. That's a prop. <laughs> so, like, no, watch your hand. That's he life. does, he does, he puts the key. I can't no. tell. No, no, know. no, wait, watch. She turns around and the top flips. It's not real. That's funny. Watch. See, she oh, bends it. Yeah. She just literally super strength bends the top. She's of the hanging key. out with N- N- Nadine N- N- in there or something. She literally takes the key and squishes it in her hand. Too
2: funny. It was a prop. I don't think paper I ever realized key. it. So this is like a I, I, who's got the bigger key? Yeah. <laughs> we'll who's, say quotes key. key. <laughs>
1: who's got the better they, secrets? Right. Yeah. Right. And then the money. He. He, he's he's giving Mr. T or
2: Mr. Tajamara... The same amount of money. I think it's I think it's I think it's I think it's Mr. Tajamara's check. So she he's actually just handing off the check that he just got to her.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. I believe that's it yeah. is true because the back of the check is signed. Yeah, Ben Horn. I noticed that when I was watching. I'm like, oh, the back of the check is signed.
2: Well played, well yeah, played.
1: played. And he seems pretty like proud of her and himself and.
2: It's over there.
1: Maybe he's just like, yeah, stalemate. We're not going to hurt each other there.
2: And now we're at uh, Leo's house. He's got a gazoo oh, in his mouth and they're having the, a party. The
1: awkward Leo and Shelly party where it, it 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 brings you back to the classic Twin Peaks um like, you know, the funny stuff like They're having a party for him for no reason, and you know, and it's a
2: welcome home party. But he's (laughs) been home for a while. I think he's been home for a day, right? Maybe a day. But either.
1: And then like but then they start fooling around in front of him, which is very disturbing. Yes. And then they bring the cake out. And I love the fact the cake he his head goes slamming into the cake and, and Bobby says well, at least we didn't light the candles.
2: Oh, <laughs> I
1: know. Really. I it loved it. Crazy. I loved it. It was so funny. I, But then they start hearing. You hear the noise. And... What, what, you want to bring up yeah. a... it's too creepy. I don't
2: like this. Okay. okay, okay.
1: The kazoo is in his mouth. Uh. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah.
2: Sorry, Leo. I sort of got carried away.
1: No. And he's making, like, the kazoo noise. And, yeah. And... So right now, I mean, his eyes have shifted, his head has shifted, and he's making this uh, noise. Almost makes me feel like he's trying to say something. Maybe yeah. And he can't. I that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Maybe he knows who killed Laura Palmer. No, I think he's like trying to say, "I'm gonna kill you, Bobby." <laughs> Because you're making out with my wife. You in wait front till of me. I get up. Yeah, get out of this wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. oh like, man. Uh, they're playing with fire. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know the reasoning behind doing all these activities in front of him. Is if I was Bobby, I would just put him in a room, and right. Visit him once in a while.
2: I don't know. So Gordon Cole is at the police station, and there's the point from Cooper, and there, yeah, uh,
1: the reunion for a guy who can't hear. He heard. Detective Cooper Watkins. He was a
2: sense, He was a strong center. Yes. He could he could he sense says, that he was right there and stuff.
1: Yeah. And I love the fact that he's always getting everything, should I bring it up?
2: Uh, maybe not in a second. I mean, okay. I do I think there's some good dialogue about his uh background. So I think when maybe he goes to
1: the office, Yeah, he's that's talking a good about place. how he should get um
2: a Mexican chihuahua.
1: Mexican chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, and then I like how they go to the office and nobody could hear them. And, and they're um, so loud. That they're like, can... We, you know, we can hear you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bring, bring Truman in too. Yeah. Yep. See, the thumbs up is sort of like the universal sign. Yep, yep. We're good. All right, we can bring the audio in.
3: I'll make this fast. I didn't want to say anything in front of the men, but it's Albert's opinion <laughs> Every... that you might be getting in a little over your head again. This worries me, Coop. I feel a certain responsibility. I love that he called him Albert Coop. is wrong, Gordon. Yeah. You went into the shoot in Pittsburgh, Coop. And I want to make doubly sure, in fact, triply sure, that it does not happen again. Copy? Pittsburgh was a completely different story. I was wounded in Pittsburgh, Gordon. But beyond that, the case bears no similarities. I must say you look all right. Trace of circles under the eyes, you can catch up on your sleep. But restless nights and uneasy dreams go with the territory. I am tired, Gordon. There's much work to be done. But mind, body, and spirit are up to the task. Without a doubt, I'm a-okay. Proud of you, Coop.
2: Now, yeah. so yeah, so I mean, so we get a little more backstory that he was wounded in, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh and stuff. Yeah. Similar to, I mean, he 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 got shot, you know, while he was here in Twin Peaks and stuff. So, yeah, so, I mean, that's some backstory. We still don't know why
1: how he yeah. got wounded and stuff. And then we get a letter, which this is the part interesting. Do you want me. to bring it back up again?
2: Yeah doesn't it he's got a letter secret admirer
1: nope it's from it's a chess deal P- Wyndham Earl
2: Wyndham Earl looks like a chess deal <laughs> An opening
1: move from Wyndham Earl
2: so I think it's okay to say
1: Wyndham
0: Earl
2: Wyndham Earl was his partner do we know that, or that they spoiled that I hope uh, I think we
1: know that he, that's his partner yeah that's what I figured it was yeah so Wyndham Earl I was like because why he he said it to him so he knows who Wendy Merle is. I had a hunch it was his partner. Yeah. Um.
2: So you know, I still think of, when I think about, I still think about how Lynch is is Gordon Cole. He's the supervisor of Cooper, and, and I almost feel like we're so close to finding out who killed Laura Palmer, it's almost funny that we have David Lynch, co creator of the series, director, uh, actually uh, as a character on this show, yeah. kind, kind of leading him. In some ways, leading him to finding out who killed Laura Palmer. A little bit. I mean, But I think it's just the irony in that, in some ways. And
1: the Wyndham Earl thing, though, like, why... Now, why is Wyndham Earl getting involved? Why is his partner getting involved now? And it's a chess piece? Is it a metaphorical chess piece? Or are they really playing chess with each other? We're getting there. Or or metaphorically? Or is it... It's a sign. I feel like Cooper and his partner... When I'm huh. and he's trying to get back at him for something.
2: That sounds good. I like that theory. Yeah, yeah, I do like that yeah, theory. That's my theory. I think they're setting up things for down the road. Yeah. Because Albert set... set that up a while he ago. He did. I'm trying to remember. What episode... I want to. I want to. I want to say episode one. nine. So right. So I want to say episode. So the second episode of season two. Of season two. I want to say it was around there. They were at. They were hanging out. I think during breakfast. Yeah, and, he goes, and, did and you guys kind... hear your partners. Out? Yeah, he escaped the loony bin. I think. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. He escaped the loony bin. And then he sends Cooper a cryptic message, a chess piece, yeah. and it's metaphoric for it's. This is my my move.
2: Right, now, we're go- we're going into battle here. Or something. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah, we're we're gonna start something. Here. I
1: wonder if you looked up what that move meant. Yeah, I think
2: what well, one thing you knew it it would be. A, I think it'd be considered a standard chess move, like a, oh, okay. a, a the beginning. Starting. The I beginning. think it'd be pawn. What was it? Was it P4? So I think it's yeah. like pawn four to whatever. But I think it, it's a it's so. a very it's a very standard move. Okay, for so it's, the, chess. First it's chess the first move in chess. It's the first move in chess. He's I think. making it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's interesting. So I'm making the first move. Yeah. Now
2: now I expect you to give me a move. To, yeah. yeah. But I don't, how does he communicate with him? It's like he did he send an address? Please send your move to uh to my post box or something. And how do you or? know where Cooper was? Right. If he just escaped the only bin. Yeah, it's good. I mean, Clearly, he's <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's watching over him, or I don't yeah. know. Yeah,
1: Albert told him. He's got him.
2: connections. <laughs> he's yeah. the, the owls. The, <laughs> the owls told him. Right? The owls told so him. now we're at uh, Ben. Ben's back at Ben's office with Leland.
1: Yeah, and this is where you get a little convoluted about the about their stocks and their money and how Leland was like, "Well, we can we can dip in the hole for six months and blah 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 blah." But this is when he takes the fur from stuffed animal. It made me think. I'm like, that's why. It's
2: very odd. But I mean, Leland's been doing a lot of weird things. He dances, he sings, he does a lot of crazy uh, he does crazy later stuff. on. <laughs> but yeah, that I mean, I think that's a cool observation that he 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 grabbed that for because yeah. it's, it's it's bizarre. Maybe maybe we'll, we'll get to an ep- episode where we go back to his house and he's got like little things that he keeps. <laughs> it's like I stole this pencil from from oh, the from the, Trin- the Trin- diner. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. And, uh, yeah. I
1: stole this fur from... Yeah, he
2: looks at he looks at the... Uh, is it a fox? I want to say a white fox or something. And yeah. then he takes the fur and he looks at... And Ben's like, you're not paying attention to me. Snap, snap, snap. Clap, snap, snap. And then he
1: yeah. decides to put it in his pocket. So, that, I mean, I'm thinking, like, bizarre. is it a clue? Does he know something? Yeah. Um. So, I mean, this is just really about hiding money and what we can do. Not much to the whole overall story. I mean, right. it wasn't like... It's not super important, but it just... Leland's gonna help him, you know, make everything okay in the money department without right. anybody, like the Feds, figuring anything out or anybody yeah. seeing what's going on. Um, but if we go up ahead a little bit, here's my theories about the secret Asian guy. Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah. Oh well, before we she... get into that, we have the we have a discussion between Truman and uh, Josie. Yeah. And how he's like, he, he confesses, "I love you, yeah, and don't leave me." And I command, you know, I don't want you to go. And she's like, "Are you saying this as you or the police officer?" You know, yes. And, and the 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 other guy's like, he looks pissed. He's just like, he, he knows that if she stays. He's going to try to kill them. Yeah, it's she, she she goes into saying, I, I tried to. I
2: think she's saying, I tried to be everything you wanted me to be. And again, it's, it's this idea of mm. trying to be maybe who you're not. Yeah, it's almost like the a, long lady like, thing. Related really, long lady thing, but it's almost like paralleling parallel to Maddie. Maddie's saying, yeah. I'm not Laura. I can't be that. And and Josie seems to be saying this in a way that like I maybe maybe I was pretending some of this stuff and I can't be who you want me to be. Yeah,
1: she was in a fantasy world because yeah. basically she was here for a job to get this money. Right. And that's it. Well, I she's mean, she's going home now. She did have a husband, so she ha- she's been here for a long time. She, yeah, I
2: think I want to say seven years, eight years or so she's been here. But maybe it's it's a long con. I
1: mean, it's a long process of to marrying. have her husband killed.
2: To, to marry the husband to get yeah Him killed kill, to get that money and then
1: yeah. to get even more money right is a long con yeah yeah so um you know she leaves she follows the uh agent out and he's like i love you i love you don't <laughs> save me um but so oh okay so i had a theory but we we get to see the secret asian guy talking to ben Horn. They're talking about the money. You oh, know. Mr. T we're saying?
2: Mr. Or T. Or it Taj
1: Yeah. Taj <laughs> <tajamar. laughs> Here's my theory about him. I had some interesting theories. First, my theory was, I think it's a female. But my yes. other theory after seeing that was like, is that Cooper's? Is that Cooper's Um, partner in disguise? That's a cool theory. And my theory was, was, was Cooper's partner... I... It wouldn't make any History sense. History-wise, I mean, it could
2: still make sense because I feel like he, he showed up around the time that Albert said he uh, escaped. He escaped. But so we don't know how long he—Albert ex- didn't say he escaped yesterday. Albert, I mean, he could have escaped a, a week or two ago. ago or, but I was
1: thinking, well, if it was Cooper's partner trying to help Cooper because he, Cooper's in and over his head, that his partner could c- come in, disguise, and try to— help cooper out not directly indirect right. you know uh, not directly helping him but then that theory goes out the window for me that was my original theory you now you think he's the food critic no <laughs> <laughs> you know we kind of what the hell happened to the food critic because oh man that that, that i don't that, think that storyline is over yeah. <laughs> oh god i hope it is cause. oh so you know they're talking about the money, and I'm thinking all these things about who it could be. I'm not really paying attention to dialogue. I'm just really kind of what could it be? Blah blah blah. And so after they have the discussion, they're in they're at the lodge, and she, he, Mr. T goes to the bar, and who's who's sitting there is um uh, Pete Martel. Pete Martell, which yeah. is
2: Kathleen, Ka- yeah, Kathleen Martell's Th- husband. husband.
1: Yep. And then it dawns on me. It's Kathleen do it. in, in disguise. It's
2: a good theory. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I saw that face. I'm right. He just is, saw the poker
2: face. This is, why, this is why I have to take my headphones off and, and turn away from him when, oh, he, when man, he says things.
0: Oh, you gave
1: that away? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, that wasn't a big tell, was it? I mean, yeah. It was. It was uh, it's
1: Kathleen in disguise. And, okay, you don't have to tell me if I'm right. Don't tell me if I'm right. But I really feel I'm right because... I'm watching that scene, and I think they made that scene on purpose. Like, it it made me go, oh, my God. I'm going to say you're right because we're very close to finding out
2: anyways, and I'm sorry that's a spoiler. But, yeah, so <laughs> – so Are say, you telling me if I'm right or not? I'm saying you're right. All right. And I knew I, it. I, I, I'm sorry to the audience if that was a big reveal or anything. But the interesting thing is, is I don't think the actor knew – that she was playing that because I think he'd go up to David Lynch and he's like this is a really odd character I'm hanging out with and stuff and I don't think he knew he didn't know because, I don't think he knew but
1: I'm I'm watching the scene going and he's yeah you know Mr. T's face doesn't let on anything because I was watching the face to see if there's right. any nods to audience but I
2: think isn't, isn't Pete having milk and stuff yeah <laughs> I love that yeah. but he's awful chatty with her him I going not bring up the audio we're we'll, we'll talking yeah in, or, well, first, we got Leland singing. singing and, I love his singing. Yeah, he's got a good voice. Oh, he's just funny. To
1: getting to know you. Getting to know you. And then Kathleen in disguise. Yes. Another duality with the Log ladies beginning intro. Right.
2: Or, or even, yeah, the whole thing of every, yeah, getting, yes. to, getting to know Laura, getting to know... Y- yeah,
1: like, these. but... I'm learning about you. So it's it's an interesting song they picked for Leland to sing. It's here. a good,
2: it's a great song. Really and then is. the
1: next scene is is Kathleen in disguise. Yep. With her ex, with her husband, that right. doesn't even know it's her. Yeah. And then the the answer of the question is inside. So who is Mr. T? Yep. It is Kathleen in disguise. So I, that was my other theory about the beginning log intro. They had all these disguises in this episode. Everyone's disguised. It's true. it's yeah. really,
2: I, I don't. I think you. I mean, I, I think just you and I talking about this. I didn't realize how much that happened in this episode. Yeah. That. But it's like, happening a lot. Like, I mean. I the mean, there's. The, yeah. Me wheat, I like just feel like this meat. scene. This was is a, Jack Nance. So Jack yeah, Nance was a. You know, he was in Eraserhead. That was the first um, uh, feature film that uh, David Lynch did, and he yeah. was, he was in a lot of the movies that Lynch did. And then he ha- he he died under strange circumstances, where I think he went to a package store and somebody hit him over the head or something, and he went home and then he just died. Oh yeah. And, like that. and he was married to Catherine Coulson, who played the Log Lady. So that for a time, they, at least during like the days oh. of Eraserhead, they were married for a while and stuff. So it's wow. yeah. Good, a great actor. He was a very interesting character. Yeah, that's
1: pretty good. So I, I really think this scene could have been a nod to the audience to kind of give you a hint of who it was. I feel that way because I, I, right there and then I'm like, it's Kathleen. Oh, yeah. And 10 minutes ago, I'm thinking it's Cooper's uh, – could be Cooper. And Carter. I think they
2: wanted us to think that. I do. I really think – because there was that. And then I think – I feel like she was around when Albert was saying stuff to her. She. There's a couple times where I think – we're led, to believe, we're led to believe it could be the food yeah. critic it could be the, the, the yeah the uh, yep. agent oh so now we've got, we're, we're, we're talking to Phil Gerard this is a great scene you want to bring up the audience because yeah. this is great stuff huh it
3: wasn't me give him the drug chief not yet if we give him the drug Coop you'll never see the other side never see the other side <laughs> give him the medicine no.
1: but they don't give him the medicine so he without chemicals
2: he points, points. <laughs>
1: so creepy. Yeah. And then Cooper's voice gets creepy.
0: There is no need for medicine. I am not in pain. Who are you? My name is Mike. What are you? I am an inhabiting spirit. Who is Philip Gerard? He is host to me. You spoke to me in my dream. About Bob. Mm. He was my familiar. Where does Bob come from? That cannot be revealed. What does Bob want? He is Bob. Eager for fun. He wears a smile. Everybody run. Do you understand the parasite? It attaches itself to a life form and feeds. requires a human host. He feeds on fear and the pleasures. They are his children. I am similar to Bob. We once were partners. Through the darkness of future past, magician longs to see one chance out between two worlds Fire. Walk with me.
1: Oh, then, so when cooper says that cooper's voice changes and he you know he's talking to him and then he finishes the sentence and i'm like did Cooper just channel something? You're like, why? Well, was that for effect? Or was that like. That's fascinating, yeah. Because Cooper's voice, they change it and he sounds like almost like Cooper is channeling, because he's a strong receiver, or yeah, sender, yeah. Or whatever. Right. He's channeling almost what's going on there. Yeah. And they, they almost have this dialogue. Like they he finishes his sentence. he's like, he,
2: they're, they're kind of, yeah, they're linked, they're connected. Yeah. Because. The whole through the darkness of future past, the magician longs to see blah blah blah. That's in his dream, mm-hmm. and it's clearly in in yeah. uh, in the European pilot version. But it's in it's in his dream, so he can recite this because it's it's all making sense back to his red room dream. Now it's uh-huh. like I know this, I know yeah. under- it, it I makes understand sense it to me now and stuff. So,
1: so is it? So, it's it's Bob. Is it's not Bob inside of him, but Bob? See, I'm thinking is Bob a like a spirit be- that's what he's indicating right? yeah, that's what he's, indic- sp- he's
2: in he's indicating that mike is a spirit and he's inside of phil yeah, gerard and he's basically saying bob is the same way bob is a spirit and he is inside some other human host is what yeah. he's saying and he's a parasite that he's feeding off of this human and stuff could eh? that
1: be could that um be um smith there uh harold
2: it could be it could be any I mean we have a lot of characters we've been watching Well and, we saw I, right. I, I, I I I know I know the was the same right. so I'm thinking I, I don't want to say anything but I want to I want to revisit yeah. it and I, I cuz I've I'm just very intrigued and I definitely would love to discuss it more okay. and stuff but yeah there's yeah. definitely there's this connection now that now we know there's these spirits in Twin Peaks and they need humans to it seems to survive, it seems like, to some degree. And
1: that would explain why, why Leland has seen him because the spirit doesn't age. So that right, spirit would be right. The That's why age. we have
2: Sarah, Leland, I think Laura, Maddie— because right so right with leland when he was a little boy did he actually run into a spirit was it was it was yeah. it and when i say i even think of, i actually go back to the pilot when we watched the european version yeah. and we see these candles around bob i think you went into the whole idea of being a demon a demon
1: a demon, demon no, like, or something uh, like that. yeah like a demon uh, like right a and i didn't want to say anything or, back or then but yeah. i mean could could that be it too could it be a
2: demon could it be a spirit i mean there's definitely things that were are working Sata- with it. yeah satan- satanic stuff right yeah, like yeah. ritual stuff And so, we stopped it there. But Mike also goes in. uh, Cooper also says, um, "Was your purpose to?" Before I even say that, he also says that they were partners. They were they they were killing together. It was Bob and Mike that did together. And he says how he saw the face of God and he chopped off his arm and now to get rid of
1: the parasite.
2: I didn't even think of that, but yeah, I yeah. probably used to get... It's all, I, ne- I wonder why I never saw, thought of that. Well, because
1: when he said chopped off the arm, it was like almost like uh, chopping off part of his body to get rid of it. Yeah, to get yeah, yeah, totally. And, like, yeah. Maybe he thought it lived right. in his arm, and he needed right. to get rid of it. And maybe that arm is the arm that did the killing. It's, yeah, I want to. Yeah. I want
2: to. Uh, there's definitely. I think that arm will come up again. And mm. I think yeah, I said that to you before. There is a, yeah. Yeah, at some point the, the the whole stuff about the arm will sh- come up later on. And so maybe a, he
1: felt like the arm was possessed. Yeah, that or something. Right. Yeah. And so
2: now, and now Cooper's saying, so your job now is t- is to uh, yeah is stop to find him, Bob. And he says no, it's to stop him and stuff like that. Mm. But it seems like when, without the chemicals, he, he, the spirit is uh, suppressed. And it's it's Philip Gerard who can, as a human, that can kind of live. That's why, you know, when Cooper says, "Do you know who this guy is?" He doesn't know who he is because he's the human version. Like mm. he doesn't, he doesn't. I don't think he remembers stuff that that the spirit knows. And exactly, because yeah.
1: they're two different people. Right. It's a split personality. Two beings, or whatever you want to call it. So right. it's, I, I thought he was diabetic, but he was having fits because he didn't take his medicine in time. And
2: basically, the spirit is coming out. Yeah. So it's not.
1: It's not. Yeah. So good thing they didn't give him the medicine because they would have never heard that. Right. Yeah. And I think there was that
2: whole dialogue where uh, Truman is like, "Give him the medicine! Give him the medicine!" And everybody's like, no, like, "We gotta wait. We gotta. We gotta see what happens and stuff." Yeah. And so there was. Uh, let me see if I can find. I think there was some un- very uh, unseen Twin Peaks stuff related to this scene. Um, I'm, I don't know why I can't seem find my notes here. Um, but yeah. So give me two. Um, uh, I feel better. Okay. So yeah, here it is. So in this script. Cooper asked Mike where Bob comes from. And I think he says that that he can't tell him that or something. But in the script it says, there are indications that we come from another world. And it's not saying much. And a I, spiritual I can, world, Right, it could be a spiritual world or something like that. Ah. For whatever reason, they decided not to, to use that in, in the show. But I, I'm i always fascinated by this other, what what was left off. What could have been. What could have been, yeah. yeah.
1: But I, don't, I feel like leaving it up to the audience to determine that. Yeah. Because if they said that, then I think you would have planted that seed in everyone's head, and then maybe people would have been turned off by that. There's a that. lot
2: – and there's a lot of – there's a lot of, I mean, that's why we play – I don't even, we didn't even play the whole scene, but, yeah. like, there's a lot of information. It's a big dump, and it's like, okay – Maybe we really finally understand what Bob is because I mean I'm I'm always writing in every 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 note I take who is Bob yeah and I feel like that's what this season was like I mean the first season was really about who killed Laura Palmer and now we, we're dealing with this season like we have this Bob character and we're not sure he's the killer or at least the else. human killer or what mm-hmm. it is and stuff and I feel like this is the, the best that we've heard, we've got so far
1: yeah now who are the people that live next to. Leland, when he grew up, who would they say? It was just some. I forgot now. It wasn't I, anybody I important. Right. Because I was thinking, like, if it was the family next door, that family could have been a host to Bob and I the like that scene. I like that theory. But a lot. then also, if it was nobody we know of right. but yeah maybe it was a host and maybe he saw yeah
2: i like that theory yeah. i don't think we get much information about it but and, okay. and i want to revisit it too at some point because i am fascinated but i want a little more you know yeah. you to see more and stuff but yeah okay that's cool so i mean that was a good, that was a really good scene and uh we got a lot out of it
4: yeah and, and then i
2: think we oh yeah the, and the, the, this is his true face he says about bob that the, the the mug that we see that shot of him yeah but then I think we actually get it into uh, where he is and stuff, and I think it's been—I think he's been around for forty years. And I get it; I'm guessing from my understanding is the as a host. So this, he says, he's for nearly forty years. years. He's in the, the lodge, right? Yeah, and then he says where, and I—I I do like. you Want to bring it back up again? Why not? Yeah. We could just a large house made of wood, surrounded by trees. The house
0: is filled with many rooms, each alike, but
1: occupied by different souls. That's Black Eyed No. Well, I mean, I guess lodged. the
2: Lodge. Great Northern
0: Hotel.
1: hotel
2: yeah. Right.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess, yeah. It's right. a hotel because different souls, but for some reason I thought, like, the other place cuz they have the clientele in each room yeah, too. So, right. I, we uh, were you, talking about that before. Duality yeah. could have been yeah. the same. Um so yeah, that was an awesome episode. And I didn't It was a keep... great ending. I mean, it was yeah. it was, a, it,
2: was a, it was definitely you, you got a lot out of that. I mean, a lot of good information. And I think that's mostly what we have. I don't know if you have any more notes, but that was like, yeah, I mean, we're we're only one episode away from uh, the reveal of reveal. who killed Laura Palmer.
1: Our next, uh, yeah, next episode we're gonna be. Um, it's gonna be a little bit different. The show, the show structure might be a little bit different. I mean, you just won't have. You just. I also have my notes, but you won't have notes
2: because it'll, it'll be like a yeah. minute, a minute after we watch the episode, we're, we're gonna going right go into right it. into it. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. I'm I'm really excited. It's one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. I'm excited I mean-
1: too because then I could unleash. Right. Like looking at looking up stuff and not yeah. be afraid. Right. I mean there's still I mean it's
2: still the last episode is still amazing too and I hope you don't get anything. I mean that's a hard one to really get spoiled I think but it's yeah. a, I hope yeah.
1: I don't think anybody. Yeah. Yeah,
2: we'll have to see but yeah, I mean I feel like we can talk more and I always feel like I'm keeping things from you and stuff and it'd yeah, be nice yeah. to be able to just talk freely about this. So yeah, I yeah. can't
1: wait. And it would be cool cuz a couple episodes after that we we hope to have Joel back on yeah, to talk Joe about yeah so that should be really cool so with that being said if you have comments or questions please email us at twinpeaksunwrapped at gmail.com
2: and we're on twitter at uh twin peaks yes twin peaks unwrap and then like us on facebook and at we're twin a- peaks unwrapped and we're a- y- y- we'd love to uh, if give- you do want to do a review on itunes and-
1: yes review in comment, please. And my goal is that one day we will be a Twin Peaks podcast. We'll be in the top fifty. That would be for amazing. A TV show. I
2: think it's really great just to have reviews because I mean, if you like, if you like the show, maybe you want to let other people know that this is a good show and yes. it's fun. And, and we got and
1: our first review from a friend of mine and a fan of the show, Sarah. So thank you for the awesome review. Yeah, our first really one good. on iTunes is very well done. I, it's gonna be hard to top that one. My challenge is, can you top that review? <laughs>
2: It really was a good review. she did a great job of really saying what our show is all about. Yeah, mean, yeah.
1: definitely. Um so please uh the community at large, well, you know, we're always uh Ben's always taking your questions on Twitter too and, yeah, yeah. I think, and I think we both and do a questions. good job yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of, of I think we both respond to everything. We, we, we respond to, to our yes.
2: emails, we respond to Twitter, yeah. any messages and stuff. Yeah. And we're also of course twinpeaksunwrapped.com. I mean, that's where all the podcasts yeah. are and
1: and also i added our twitter for people who are not on twitter and i know we have a big community on twitter which is awesome but there's people who are not on twitter you i did add a link you can actually see our twitter feed on our web page now you don't have to join twitter you can just read what's going on um be part of the conversation that way and we're on facebook so any way you want you can you can join us um but with that being said we're gonna leave you with um, a phone yeah. message.
2: Yes, a phone message. The the uh, sheriff station's hotline message. <laughs> this is that nine hundred <laughs> uh, phone number that you know. The very next day that it was a Saturday, the show aired Sunday at five a.m. You could listen to one of the uh, sheriff station hot hotline messages, and it ran all week long till the next Saturday. Yeah. But the downside is, is you had to pay two dollars for the first minute. And then another dollar for additional oh, minutes, and it was at least you know I think it was three minutes, so you're paying three dollars a phone call. I don't think I I know I did not listen to every single one of them when when they were on. I did listen to at least one, but I'm sure my mom was like, "You're not gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna spend uh, you know twelve dollars a month on <laughs> uh, on phone Twin
1: Peaks phone calls." Especially stuff. since now they're on Blu-ray, and now they're on them.
2: Blu-ray, right? Get in the Blu-ray, <laughs> you can listen to all of them. So th- on this one, I'll just say that Lucy is not in this uh, message at all. Andy's kind of doing the message. And oh, because, because Lucy's gone. Lucy's gone. She's still at her sister's. But she did, on the last episode, she actually did call. I don't know how she was able to do this, but she was, she was, she was giving us the message. She was giving us the sheriff station hotline message from her sister's house. And then Andy would somehow interrupt her and talk. But Twin like, Peaks fashion. I don't know how they can do that since she's somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> it is I can't Twin
1: overthink peaks. it. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They can do anything.
2: So uh, thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you later. All right. Hello, Twin Peaks Sheriff Station. Deputy Brennan speaking. Hi, Uh,
0: I'm on phone duty since Lucy is out of town. I'm also on the donut run, coffee, sandwich, and had to go get some bullets at the hardware store. I sure wish she'd get back. Well, uh, I guess you want to know what happened. I got it written down here somewhere. Got it. Donna and Maddie tried to get Laura's diary, which I thought we already had, but they say this is a secret one from this guy, Smith. Anyway, Donna said he caught them and was about to do something really bad when James Hurley came to their rescue. Excuse me. Hello, Twin Peaks. Andy, is that you? Lucy? Mm-hmm. Hello? I think they'll be busy for a while. I know this. Cooper knows that Jean Renault was trying to kill him. Blood is thicker than water after all particularly the Renault family. Leo Johnson had a joyous homecoming. Shelly and Bobby threw him a little party, cake and all, right in Leo's face. Unfortunately for Shelly and Bobby, the ship that was Leo's insurance money has turned out to be a rowboat. Best laid plans. Cooper's supervisor, Gordon Cole, arrived. He uh, seems worried about Cooper's personal level of involvement in events taking place. Doesn't want things to spin out of control. He wanted to something, uh, something in Cooper's past, his old partner who's disappeared. Perhaps he also brought news from Albert that uh, whoever pulled the trigger outside Cooper's room was wearing something made of vicuna. Maddie told James that she's leaving, gave him a tender kiss goodbye. Seems to be going around after signing the mill over to Ben. Josie told Harry she's leaving. Her business, whatever it really was, is done. Lastly, the one-armed man may only have one limb, but he has two personalities, one of which he's called Mike, who is hunting the killer, Bob, who's been in Twin Peaks for 40 years at the Great Northern. That is all. Lucy? Goodbye, deputy. Um, I'll be here next Sunday with more news. Or maybe Lucy will be back. Or, or maybe, I wonder what, what this button does. I still think the kill.